Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnuttings with you on a Wednesday. Walnut, it's me again, Laz, for another episode of Walnut Wednesday, and this episode is so exciting because we have a repeat guest for episode 40. We have Kate Bromley, baby. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. How so, are you? I'm, I'm really good. Um, Walnut, for those of you who don't know, Kate and I have been friends for 50 billion years, and um, she was my first guest on episode 10, and then we made a little joke like, oh, see you at at episode 20, and um, then we did 30, and now we're doing 40, and it's just become a trend, hasn't it, Kate? (laughs) I know. I'm quite honored that every 10th episode I pop on again. I love it. Yeah, I love it too, and Walnut, Kate actually... Um, has been editing some of my podcast episodes and she managed she managed to um, convert my walnut all day mini series onto the podcast which is like I think episode 25 is a little series of that so she is my editing genius and if you ever need a editor director producer anything filmy technoa she's your gal right Kate uh yeah definitely hit me up yeah, do you want to just, um, I know that the Walnuts potentially already know you, but do you want to just quickly introduce yourself before we start talking our talk like we do? Sure. So like Clara said, we've been friends for, I think it's 10 years hmm. um, because we met at uni and fell in love and um, the, I was studying film and that's where we met. And since then I have gone on to pursue film and I'm a freelance producer and director and then sometimes editor, particularly podcasts. Um, and I live in London and I've lived in London for five years. And um, yeah, I just kind of decided to move over to a country where I felt that I could pursue my career and um, ho- hopefully have more opportunities. And so far it's worked out very well. So I love it over here, but I miss my friend. Aww. By friend, do you mean me? Because I miss you too. <laughs> I do. But the other cool thing, I mean, I come back when I can. And you and I have a tradition of like going on a holiday every time I come back. And um, and we've had a few. Well, we've had one, just one over my way, I think, where we went to Iceland and went to Newcastle and stuff like that. Yeah, we had the next one planned, but... um. Yeah, thanks, COVID. That kind of got in the little way there, but that's okay because there will be more, and that's okay. Exactly. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, Walnut. I just wanted to actually put it out there because since Kate and I have started this little tradition, um, if you have any questions or want us to talk about anything in particular, um, please just let us know and make sure you take a screenshot of this episode and share it. Tag me at Walnut Wednesday and Kate, you should know this by now because you'll be following her, but at Miss Kate Bromley on Instagram. And yeah, any questions, just reach out to us because if you haven't noticed already, Kate and I love to talk. So this week, what we wanted to talk about was something that um, happened to me and Kate, I wanted to get like your opinion on it, but 
Should I give a backstory? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, walnuts, as you know, in a um, work setting, I've done a few episodes in the past about group situations and being in group meetings and kind of struggling with like the peacocks and the big personalities and the ha ha rah rah people because I've always, particularly in a work setting, always kind of been a little bit of a wallflower and only really engaged when I felt like I needed to. I don't quite enjoy talking for talking sake, if that kind of makes sense. So at my new work, I'm kind of, I've kind of been doing that. People don't actually really know me. I'm just like the quiet one, which I know might sound odd to you if you're my friend, <laughs> but I quietly sit in the corner. I do what I do and I keep my head down. And um, we had to do a rah-rah meeting, a team building where we all had to like put our name in a, in a hat, no, not our name. We had to, we did an activity where we put, I bet you didn't know and then you had to put something that you bet someone doesn't know about you in a box and all pick it out and all guess um, who was who, you know, which I, I just dread that kind of stuff, to be honest. But um, anyway, I said that um, I bet you didn't know I speak German because half the team don't actually know me. Um, and yeah, anyway, fast forward to a little bit later on, I'm walking down the hallway and um, someone in my team was like walking past and was like, oh, German I already knew that and I kind of replied and said um oh yeah but you know that but half the team don't actually know me so they wouldn't have known that and then he said something about like I can't remember verbatim but oh yeah you're not very memorable and yeah normally little dove Laz would be like crying on the inside ripped apart heartbroken and carrying it around but in that moment I didn't feel upset it just literally bounced off of me and Kate I wanted to get your opinion on it because we do talk about how people make us feel and and these kind of inside feelings quite a lot um about not feeling memorable but also I just wanted to say that I'm so proud of myself for being at a stage in my life where I actually didn't eat someone's shit and it felt really good. It felt really good in that moment to be like, oh my God, like, and I'm still talking about it now. Like, oh my God, I haven't had her feelings from that comment, which actually wasn't very nice. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think there's a few thoughts I have on that. So firstly, we've talked about it and, and without going to detail, it was someone from a position of power in the, in the work dynamic. So that adds context to it as well. I think often people above you in situations feel like they can make kind of flippant, not very funny jokes like that. And like you said, people just kind of eat shit. So although personally you didn't feel hurt by that and you weren't bothered, and I think you should be proud about that, um, I think the the bigger challenge is they don't know that and and they go about their life continuing to do so and most likely saying things like that to people who do take it badly and um and that they aren't necessarily a bad person but they've not been called up on these things and i think mm -hmm. that the challenge is um finding a way to constructively sort of pull people up for it because those comments again particularly come from people from position of powers and often men, not always, but um, that idea of being sort of above it all and 
you know, oh, it's, it's just a joke. It reminds me a little bit of high school, actually, that whole, oh, but it's just a joke. And, um, and that being kind of a pretty poor way to sort of disguise doing something that's just not, not necessary. It's not very nice, but it's also just completely unnecessary. Um, so I guess my thought about it was, although that was a huge step in the sense of you not feeling and taking that on and, and letting that rattle you, even if you had, you, they don't, they don't know the difference. They said it, they walked off. They don't know whether you took it or you didn't take it. They've just carried on. And I guess the question is, is that good enough in the sense of you're perfect, but, um, but is that good enough in the sense of like, should they be sort of educated about shit people say, honestly, some of the shit people say. So this is, I don't know if this is the same sort of thing. Um, it wasn't work. It was a, a, someone I used to live with. And for some reason, she started making comments about food I would cook. And this was a few years ago, and I probably wasn't as much of a walnut back then, and kind of just commenting on, oh, that's not very healthy, and, and that, this, that, and the other. And like, I like my food, man. And I honestly, I started to get shamed. I'm not even joking. I bought these, like, I'm like getting these little brownie bits from Sainsbury's. And I'll eat little brownie bits. And I swear to God, man, I started hiding them in my room because I didn't want her to see me eat them. <laughs> like, it's so, it's bizarre. Absolutely bizarre that, yeah, I think you're right. And I remember when I was telling you about this earlier, I was trying to say, oh, yeah, he's actually a nice guy. And, and he was joking. But, uh, and then I kind of stumbled because how the F is that even a joke? <laughs> I couldn't even <laughs> stick up for him because I mean, yes, it didn't hurt my feelings for once. Normally it would, but that's not even funny. I think that's the thing is that what's funny is both of those things can be true. It's like they can be a gen, gen, like in general, a good person, but have this blind spot where they go around saying quite insensitive crap that does themselves a disservice but also I feel like when we don't speak up about stuff we actually do people a disservice when we just go oh that joke was a little off color so I'm just gonna not respond and not laugh but but let them carry on telling the joke because I don't want to be the one to say not to so anyway with this this girl it was funny because it started getting to me a little bit and I was like what do I want to do about this I I really don't appreciate these comments and and it was the most basic thing ever, which was just, it's not necessary. So I was cooking myself up a little cabanara. I love a cabanara. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's not that healthy. I don't make it with cream. I make it the Italian way, but still. And lo and behold, she comes home and she peers over my shoulder and she's like, oh, that looks healthy. And I went, oh, did you need to make that comment? And she was like, Right. And, um, and she was like, oh, oh, nothing. Like, no, no, it's fine. And I didn't make a big deal. But all I did was just call attention to what she said, which was saying, oh, why'd you feel the need to say that? And once that happens, usually they go, oh, well, I guess I didn't need to say that. And, and, you know, that sort of, in, that makes me feel like, yeah, they're really not a bad person, but they did kind of need to be called out for that. And, and I always think that's the the funny line that we tow with people, which is, you know, oh yeah, no, they're they're really nice to me. They're not that great to that person, but they're really nice to me. Or oh, they're good all the most of the time, but just on this thing. And 
I mean, imagine if it was something physical. Imagine if the person looked immaculate, but they had some spinach in their teeth and you went, well, it's just spinach in their teeth. You kind of owe them to say, you got spinach in your teeth there. And you know what? Usually they go, oh my God, thank you for telling me. Yeah. It's like, it kind of reminds me of the emperor's new clothes. You know, that story, you know, everyone's too afraid to say, this dude's naked. And that's why people get away with it. They're walking around like an absolute tit. And if everyone plays along, everyone else are tits too. So I think we owe it all to each other to, to in a kind and constructive way, whether it bothers us or not to say, oh, maybe that's not the nicest thing to say, or maybe that's not necessary or, oh, hey, I didn't really get the joke there. And, and just let people take, reflect on it as they will, you know, and, and, and deciding being a walnut is not just being brave in how we act in the world, but, but being brave in the sense of we interact with all these people all the time and not even feeling like standing up for yourself, but actually feeling like I'm doing this person disservice by letting them continue on in this ignorant way. Oh my gosh, I I love that so much. And yeah, like you say, sometimes they don't actually know that they're doing it. It actually has just triggered this this memory from a long time ago. Actually, Kate, I think it was still when you were living in um, Wellington because it was um, my colleague slash best friend slash um, all the things um, sent me a diet um, and it was like this crash diet, you know, that I had to like, you know, you had to really stick to it because of the science. Like if, if you had salt on something, it would unbalance the things inside you or whatever, you know? And, um, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll give it a go. And then it was again, just a passing comment, like you're not memorable. He's gone and said, um, oh, I don't think you have the willpower to do it, though. I don't think, you know, but not like directly at me. He's just like, oh, you know, kind of like the sky is blue. Comment like that and not intentionally to hurt my feelings. And I didn't know about walnutting back then, but I did walnut and I sat with it on the weekend. This was a Friday and with immensely hurt feelings. Like I was just chewing on it. Like, fuck, he doesn't think I have the willpower. What the hell? Like I got willpower. And um. And then come in the morning, I, I went up to him on the Monday and I said, hey, you know how you, you said that I don't have the willpower? Um, yeah, that really hurt my feelings. <laughs> and I walnut a little bit. And that was scary to, to actually say that because I know that. And then he, his, his response was, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I had no idea that that made you feel that way because, um, yeah, it just, again, it was just a passing comment. And everyone is different and that it's just that awareness of when you're speaking to people you don't you don't know what their insides are like you don't know if they're like going to be crushed by you're not memorable you know I think also it's funny because not knowing who that person is it reminds me of just so many people we tend to interact with in life and um I don't know if you feel like this but you know how people with certain personalities tend to get slack. So say if you're a blunt person, right? You know, those people and like, oh yeah, they just say what they think. So they almost just get a free pass. Like, oh, well, that's just so-and-so. Oh, they just say things like they call it and like, you know, don't worry about it. That's just who they are. But that's not actually acceptable because often those people don't like it when it's done to them. They don't accept another people. But also I think it's that, oh, well, 
oh, I just say what I think. So if you don't like it, just tell me. And, and often that they're like, if you don't like it, just tell me. But that puts the onus on you to, to be responsible for words that are coming out of their mouth. So some of the things I've started to work on, because you can't control what comes out of other people's mouth, is that often if people say that, and in my experience, it's fairly often more confrontational than actually understanding. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I say what I want. So also if you don't like it, I'm good to have a fight with you about it. And that doesn't do it for me either. So it's often been saying, mostly with close people, you can't do this with everyone, but very close friends and things where if something's happened and it's happened repeatedly and, and they don't think twice about it, right. That people just say stuff, but if it matters to you and it really doesn't matter to them, whether they say or not, they just say it because it pops into their head. Then I think once you've told someone, look, you don't really care. You're saying it because you think it, but I do care. So isn't it easier to not say it because you don't give a shit whether you say it or not, but I do. So the person who gets hurt should be the person who kind of carries more weight in the situation. Whereas just, whereas just kind of saying, well, I am who I am, deal with it, is a cop-out. Because it takes, that's taking away. That's not saying that your feelings are valid. It's saying, well, if you don't like it, that's your problem. And it's like, but shouldn't, shouldn't that be our problem? Because it's affecting me. And it's often going to affect many people. So yeah, I, I find that, you know, you know, that classic thing of someone always being late. So people go, oh, well, so-and-so is always late. And if you're always on time and one day you're late, you get raked over the coals because you're the person who's supposed to be on time. And I just don't, I don't buy into that giving other people slack for actually being shittier people <laughs> end of the yeah. day. I, I like that. I mean, the, the people in the examples have definitely not been shitty people. And by the way, I, I completed the diet, FYI. <laughs> I did the willpower, but it, it came from a different energy. It came from a, I can do it because you think I can't. So again, that's a whole nother story. But um, yeah, these people aren't shit people, but I really liked how you were saying that we, we owe it not only to ourselves, but to them to just say, hey, have you actually ever thought about that your passing comment is um, quite hurtful to me, you know? And and that takes a lot of courage to to say. And when you were like, when you were saying about the friend with the pastor and you said, did you really need to say that? I was like, oh, because I, I'm not at that that point yet. I, I cannot do confrontation like that at all. And sometimes I've had my couple of moments where I really like just smack my butt and I'm like, yes, you go girl. But um. Yeah, I feel like that takes so much courage in that split second to be able to mouth vomit a comment like that. So do you want to, how did that make you feel when you said that? Well, one, it was not one of those moments where you just have the perfect words come to you in the moment. That very rarely happens. So I'm a, I'm a steward like you. You said that you kind of sat with something for a whole weekend. I'm the same. I'm better now because I'm more practiced, but like I said, I started eating chocolate in my bedroom, yeah. like shame eating, because <laughs> I didn't want her comments. And so what I decided was like, right, well, I have seen this pattern. It's happened several times. I don't like it. It's very likely to happen again. So what's the way that I can draw attention to it without actually, like, I shouldn't say people are shittier people, because it's not that, but it's more about like, how do you draw attention to something without being like, hey, can you not be a dick? Um, so that's what I was thinking. So I thought, 
well, what if I just say, oh, did you need to say that? And, and in a way where it's like genuine, like I'm not starting a fight. I just, you know, you've made this comment and it's not a nice one, even if it's flippant, even if it's not meant to be this cruel dig, even if it's not even that serious, it's also vastly unnecessary. And, and I thought I'd just draw attention to the, to that, which is just, you know, you could have not said that and we'd both be feeling great right now, but you said it and I don't feel great. So why? What, like, I think you're a good enough person to not want me to feel bad. And it's all said and wrapped up in, oh, did you need to say that? And I've used that a few times in different ways. Like, was that necessary? And, um, and very rarely, because I do have a lot of good people in my life and everyone's flawed and I, I love everyone and I can see, I'm better at seeing people for their flaws rather than just seeing myself for my hurt feelings, which is probably what you did in the moment too. And, um, and taking that away and being like, maybe they don't know, maybe they aren't aware. And if I tell them, I'm giving them a chance to be kinder. I'm giving them a chance to go, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I think you're, again, like I said, you're kind of doing someone a service to, to reflect in a way that's not that confrontational. So it's often worked out quite well for me in the sense of it just gives that little moment of reflection of, oh yeah, did I need to say it? And we all do it. Like I know with like, I've got a sister, God knows I say all sorts of my things to my sister or my mama. I love her, but nothing like your parents to say something without thinking that's super harsh and unnecessary. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then when it's, oh, oh, that wasn't very nice. And you go, yeah, it wasn't. And, and being a grown up enough to know that I can take it and I can accept it and I can learn from it. Um, in, in some ways, if you flip it, how arrogant can you be to not think anyone else is that aware? Like to think that, well, there's no point telling that person because they won't get it. Isn't that just kind of arrogant to think that only you are aware and enlightened enough to better yourself and no one else is? Yeah, that's interesting. I kind of, I like that. And it, yeah, it has made me think about, um, especially lately, I have noticed um, with my Geordie, the, that stuff that just vomits out of my mouth that isn't actually very nice and I have been pulling myself up on it and going you know a split second later oh sorry and he'll be like that was really nasty and I'm like yeah sorry do you know what I mean like I don't know like and that came from years and years and years of just saying things like that and I think there is this weird like culture in in like social circumstances where it's funny to to give your friends shit and I think it might be a whole different side story but I think it does stem from that a little bit what do you think yeah I think New Zealand is a good one for that whole very dry sense humor like taking the piss Mm self-deprecating thing and I remember you know that happened all the time and and you could always it's so subtle and I couldn't tell you an example but everyone knows that feeling when you know that you're laughing at yourself and everyone's kind of laughing with you and then the tide turns and they start just poking fun at you like I've had it where I've said something like oh yeah I'm a klutz and someone goes yeah you fall over all the time and I'm like yeah I know I just said that calm down you know like you can see you're kind of going like when you're part of the joke and then when you are the joke and um 
and and so a lot that's why a lot of these comments um particularly if they're not close friends it's even more sort of unnecessary but it, it's those things where it's like you don't want to rock the boat necessarily because you're not saying hey by the way i don't like you and you're a nasty person and our friendship's been a lie but but if anything it's a strength building thing to say hey you know i know you probably didn't mean it but i didn't really like the way you said that thing and um and giving people the chance to to fix it, you know, to say, oh, I, I didn't realize, sorry. If they stick to their guns, maybe you've got a problem or maybe you're like, oh, I don't know how invested I wanna be in this person, but at least you try and, and, you, and you say it. But, um, but yeah, I definitely think that culture of being self-deprecating and, and people feeling, I mean, on another tangent, people feeling the, um, the freedom, I guess, to comment on, on your appearance or your demeanor and it's it's a that's a tricky topic when it comes to workplace or it comes to power shifts it comes to male female dynamics like if a man comments on your clothing and they're your boss it's like okay that's a joke but there's a whole wealth of stuff that's a problem here like i can't not laugh at your joke because you're my boss and you know that makes it if my position in this conversation means i can't be honest then you're sort of abusing your power but also, are you even aware of it? Because everyone just laughs at your jokes. Like it's a real quagmire of sort of issues in terms of where people are coming from and what their experience of the situation is. So yeah, so I guess that's why I practice it, which is just finding ways of drawing attention to something that I don't particularly like in a way that's non-confrontational and also doesn't demonize the person. One of the other things I think is fairly destructive is that victim mentality which is everyone's always making fun of me everyone's nasty to me so then I go home and I say mean things to my boyfriend but that's because I've had a bad day and I just think that that victimhood means you sort of exonerate yourself from bad behavior and you stay in a perpetual cycle of being a victim and that's no fun yeah and I I had a time of definitely like feeling sorry for myself and victiming and you know I'm so nice to everyone why are they so mean to me and um I I probably was pretty mean to like the people who I like lived with and things like that as well but I, I think that also was it became a part of my um layers upon layers upon layers of, of not liking myself as well you know like just sucking in that like negative energy and being like why people hate me oh it's because i'm this i'm not worthy of this i'm fat i'm ugly i'm i'm blah 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 even though i'm trying so hard to be nice but then i get told i'm not memorable you know like it it built it built up and i think it's interesting to note how funny it is that and that we don't notice it until we're doing it but like how you were saying it that your flatmate got to you so much that you were eating brownies in your room what the f like it gets to that point right and then like i mean f for me i wasn't eating brownies in my room but i was just like despising who i was every time i woke up in the morning you know and it's just because of one comment one comment that someone maybe didn't even notice that that they were that they were having which i find so interesting and a really good point to just think about in the day to day but kate i just wanted to ask um for the walnuts who are wondering what did she say how did she respond when you put it back on her like that do you want to tell how the conversation played out well it's funny because 
I don't really remember the words, but I do remember that look, which is often that wide-eyed surprise look of, yes. oh, oh, I don't know what to say to this, which was, and I think it was just a shrug of the shoulder, like, oh yeah, no, I mean, obviously eat what you want to eat. But, but it wasn't about what she said in the moment. It was the fact that no comments like that were ever made again. And it was because I, I think what's interesting is like you were halfway in your thing is, is the worst part is when you take it all in and you end up either loathing yourself, thinking that person's terrible, becoming mean to other people or eating brownies in your room, right? And all these negative things happen that really have no effect on the person who's affected you, right? You're just drinking in this poison that really they barely even gave to you. You just sort of cultivated inside. So when that person said, you know, you're not memorable, the biggest shift was that you didn't care, right? You were like, well, whatever. And, um, and I think that means that you're feeling, you know, that getting to that point of not caring that would normally rip me to shreds, but in the work I've been doing on myself, sorry to interrupt you, but that, that didn't just come. I didn't just magically not care overnight. That's been in a, in a deep work I've been doing with myself. Continue. Exactly. So I guess that would be the first step, which is saying when I, I challenge people, when they're feeling like hurt feelings by things to, to actually dissect it and go, well, does it bother me because I believe it is true? If I believe it is true, I should probably look at myself about that because all I'm doing is letting an external person confirm something I think about myself, which isn't very nice. I, if someone told me I wasn't memorable, I would literally laugh because I know who I am too. And I'm, I'm like, I'm funny. I'm memorable. I've got some great stories. The difference is whether or not I choose to share them with you. And if I don't, then I really don't care what you think. Mm -hmm. And and also, I don't even think any worse about that person for saying it, but I feel sorry for that person. And I think that's the step beyond. So feeling good about yourself is about digging deep in those things. Like when I when I feel bad about someone, uh, what someone said, it's because often it feels like they're holding a mirror up to something that you've already feel inside, which means only you can fix it. And for me, super simple, but I was like, man, I'm not going to stop eating cheesy pasta. I love, I love my food. So I'm going to have to deal to this situation. And it's so silly. It was such a non-event that it was probably an easier thing to sort of tackle. Um, But if it was someone saying something about your diet or you not being memorable, if that hits you hard, that means you've got something to to deal with inside yourself. It's very little to do with that person. Once you've done that, I do think then it's about de-vilifying the person and being like, they're just, they're just not aware. They're, they're ignorant. And if they continue after you educate them, after you say, you know what, that's, I didn't really like that comment or less so and saying, Oh, I didn't get the joke or just, just bouncing it back in a way that's fairly low key you're giving people a chance as well to sort of fix the way that they're communicating in the world and maybe reflecting, maybe they're saying these things because they don't feel good in themselves and they need to kick up the butt to, to confront it. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say it does definitely start with working in yourself, like you said, and not taking like when, and the closer the person is, the harder it is because the better they know you. And so they can hit you in your weak spots. But then after that, I think it's about saying, hey, you know, I, I 
don't accept people talking to me that way um, and it's not kind. And if you care about the person, I think it's about saying you're better than that. Wow. Oh, that's so, yeah, I, that makes me like awkwardly smile because I just could not imagine, even though I have done it in like situations a little bit where the moment has just magically worked. Um, that's still really confrontational for my little dove heart. <laughs> but I think it's also like, in terms of the first step, I totally agree what with what you're saying, Kate. It's like, to start off with, I think just live intentionally and, and think about how you're responding to things. And that comes down to sort of um, having a, that like emotional intelligence, but also like intentional, active listening to what, like listening between the lines, like I've kind of talked about before, right? Like you're not memorable. Mm, what do you actually mean by that? You know, um, thinking about it with yourself first and just picking up on, oh, that stung a bit, why? And that's a good like starting point to eventually maybe get to the point where you go, what an odd thing to say, good sir, not memorable. Why do you say that? Oh, I can't wait for that day to, to come. <laughs> Can you please say it old timey like that? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're, you're right. You know, and I do want to clarify because I don't think we should be going out there fighting every battle on every comment that's ever made. But I do think when it, usually if it does hit you or if it's something where you're seeing a red flag of like, well, it didn't bother me, but there are more vulnerable people, particularly in work environments and, and things where power dynamics are problematic. Um, it's about whether in your conscience, you're like, do I need to say something to prevent other people being put in situations that may be worse? Um, but, but you're right. I think there's a, a certain amount of grace you need to extend. So if, you know, your friend says something like, oh, you know, look at the cellulite on your thighs or something. And they're being, and they're literally just saying something stupid without thinking. If it hurts your feelings, maybe sit with it and be like, well, I really do know they didn't mean anything by it and I don't need to confront them about it, but I'm feeling a bit sensitive about my thighs and maybe I'll just be like kind to myself and be like, it's okay that my thighs look a bit bumpy. And, and I kind of wish that they hadn't pointed out because that's a sore spot for me, but also I love my friend and I know they didn't mean anything by it. And, um, and I'm just sensitive about it. And then there might be a tipping point where it's like, Oh, you've said something about my thighs four times. Um, can you not? I, I it makes yeah. me feel sad. <laughs> and like, and, and, you know, it can be as much as like, Hey, I love you. I know you didn't mean it, but when you said that it kind of hurt my feelings. And, um, and I do expect that people go, Oh, I didn't realize, or, Oh, I'm really sorry or, or whatever. And I think, you know, those other people are all on their own journeys too, in terms of working out who they are. And I've made some stupid jokes where I've upset people and in my head I'm thinking oh come on it was a joke like you're literally crying but <laughs> I have to then yeah it's horrible I, I I've definitely had this moment I'm a very I'm quite a humorous person and I take a lot of like I'll make a lot of fun of myself hmm. so I expect other people to be on my level and they're not like not everyone you can't you can't joke about certain things and, um, or other people aren't going to be as resilient. And that's something that you should respect as well, which is like, even if inside you're rolling your eyes being like, God, they're so sensitive. Like, so what? 
am I hurt because I can't make a joke? No. So maybe I just don't make the joke and then I don't hurt someone else's feelings. Like it goes both ways. I've definitely had to, to kind of resign myself to that, to being like, oh shit, I really, I, I guess I shouldn't have made that joke, but I feel like I sh could stand by it. But is this a hill I'm willing to die on? Not really. Mm, I like that. And I like that you've raised the sensitivity thing, Kate, because that's something that I personally have struggled with for a long time. And the, oh, stop being so sensitive. And I'm like, oh, okay, Susan, I'll just click my fingers and stop, shall I? Like, you know, and I like that you've taken it upon yourself to go, hang on. Yeah. Like you say, is this worth me? It didn't affect me that much. So why do I need to like force it and make this a bigger thing than, than what it is from that end as well? And I also just wanted to touch on like Walnut, if you're listening and you are like a little bit quote unquote too sensitive, um, that like whole scared peanut imposter syndrome bully demon of actually confronting somebody like on the Monday when I went to go tell my friend and my voice went all funny and clammed up and my throat went all dry. And I was like, when you said that I had no willpower, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> I don't know. My voice just goes really funny when I'm like in a confrontational situation. Um, I, I like how Kate was talking about thinking about, well, who am I? You're probably thinking, who am I to, um, to confront this person? You know, I'm not, I'm not big and strong enough to like back myself up with a huge debate or anything. But I like the idea of it's doing them a favor. It's it's make, creating an awareness for them. So it's not you being selfish or you being um, obnoxious or up yourself or anything like that. It's you actually just giving someone a little piece of knowledge so that they can potentially improve themselves is the wrong word, but you're picking up what I'm putting down, right? You know what yeah, I, mean? I think... I think as long as, I think that's why I've tried to emphasize that it has to go both ways. Just like if someone's just blunt and they say whatever they like, but then they can talk to someone, which often they do, and they say, well, you can't say that. And it's like, hang on, rules apply both ways, right? So I think with the sensitivity, and I can be super, everyone's hyper aware of their own feelings. And whether you're someone who will just go, oi, don't say that, or someone who sits with it for a weekend feeling sad, um, you know where your sensitivities lie, right? What you don't know is often where other people's sensitivities lie. So whether that's you going up to someone and saying that hurt my feelings and they're literally going, what? I had no idea. And maybe not taking it that seriously, but you're giving them a chance to like come into your space as well as the other way around, which is someone going, hey, I didn't really like what you said. And you, you were getting the challenge, come back to you, which is going, look, I really didn't realize it, but my intention doesn't matter because the result was that your feelings were hurt. So I do need to consider that and I need to like, you know, that, that matters. So I think as long as you aren't just going to go out there and correct everyone and be like, this is how you're better because it, it caters to the way you are, you have to make sure you're doing the same thing. So I think it's just about knowing deep down whether something is is something that you need to sort of bring to someone's attention to maybe grow in a friendship or to lay down some boundaries or to make sure you're not being bullied in the workplace or whether it's something where you're like that hit a that hit a nerve with me but that's actually my own issue and I know that they genuinely didn't mean anything so it can take a while to feel it out um, but that's why I encourage non-confrontational ways because end of the day you're gonna 
you know, catch more flies with honey or whatever it is. Like if you say, you know, you were rude to me, that that's subjective. Whereas if you say, Hey, what you said, I know you probably didn't mean it, but it kind of hurt my feelings. That's something you can't argue with because that's something you felt, you know? Um, and that's the way I would do it. But, um, the whole world's not going to march to the beat of your drum, which is unfortunately the truth, which is why resilience and learning about, um, why you do get triggered by certain things is important so that when moments like yours happen, at least you walked away with it going like, what does he know? I don't care. Yeah. I love that. Um, thank you so much for your input. I love when we talk about things like this. I was just wondering before we um, wrap up, do you have any, I mean, I've asked you what a walnut means to you a million times, actually only, only four, but um, <laughs> three, but um, maybe a fourth if, if I feel so inclined shortly, but is there anything that you specifically, it doesn't have to be on this topic. It can be about walnutting in general. Do you have anything that you want to share with the audience or a time that you've walnutted or something that you think is important to share right now? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's small, but that doesn't make it any less important, which was just, I mean, for me, it's still, uh, fairly lockdown times works pretty quiet. I'm in the UK and it's, it's been five months now. And I had a little moment yesterday where I was home alone in the flat and I literally didn't know what to do with myself. Like I could have done a million things. I could have worked out. I could have done some dishes. I could have started to try and write something. I could have done a lot of stuff, but I didn't know what to do. And I was a little bit like lost. And I just sat there and was like, I don't, I have no motivation and I, you know, every day is blurred into it. I just had a little bit of a crushing moment of this wave of, you know, everything is sort of futile. And um, like, I didn't even want to watch Netflix. And, um, and I have, I keep my, like a list just to kind of give myself um, structure. And I looked at my list and I saw on my list was like put on some washing. And I said to myself, I was like, if you just do this thing, you've done something today. And I did that and I put on my washing and then I sat back down and I crossed off my list and I sat with that feeling and went, you're okay. It's okay. There's so much out of your control and it sucks and you can't solve your feeling and you're completely entitled to feel that way, but you are still doing stuff and you're still like, you're, you're doing okay, even in the small things, even if you just do a few dishes, even if you just put your washing on. And, um, and I think that there was something about that moment, which was like, just a reminder that deep down, I still have everything I ever will need. And especially in the moments when I'm completely lost. So that was my little walnut moment, I think, which was that we, a lot of people probably have felt cut adrift and that their plans have changed and that they have very little control. But um, whether it's going for a walk or calling a friend or giving yourself a break and reading a book, whatever you do is enough. Love that. That um, Walnut Cakes are um, an emotional authority in human design as well. So this is actually um, a really, really beautiful example of or potentially if you were on one of, of sitting in a wave, actually you mentioned even wave um, and leading yourself through that. And that is 
a really oh delicious example of yeah self-leadership and how can I work my way through this and you don't have to work yourself through something by going I'm gonna hike a mountain today to prove that that I did a thing you literally put on your washing and holy shit was that a big step even though it was a baby step if that makes sense so good on you I'm so proud of you that is a beautiful delicious sexy walnutting um do you want to share where the walnuts can find you if they want to follow more of of this of this delicious goodness of course. So um, mostly I hang out on Instagram. I've been a bit quiet recently because, I mean, there's not been a lot going on, <laughs> but um, it's at Miss K Bromley. And um, I will start probably posting a few more things, even just like flashback moments and, uh, and highlights and things like that. Um, also on Facebook, you can find me, Kate Bromley. Um, find me on the Walnut Tree group as well. And I've got like a show reel and things like that on my Facebook page so you can see my work. Um, but yeah, that's it. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kate, for being here. I really, I love our chat. I think you're sexy and delicious and wonderful. Do you have, have you changed in what a walnut means to you at all in terms of wording or feeling? No, I think if anything, it just gets more refined the more I think about it. And I think it is just being, um, a walnut is probably just saying I'm the strongest version of me. And, and that means being peaceful with who I am. Oh, I'm just taken aback. I love that. Aww. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. I love that one. <laughs> I love them all, but. Yeah. I've had four goes, so I've refined <laughs> it. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Oh, well, yeah. Kate, I love you. Thank you so, so much. And walnut, I love you. You're beautiful and amazing and delicious. And thank you so much for your time, for being here, for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, like I said earlier, screenshot, share, tag us, let us know what you liked, what you want to hear more about. And I will see you, well, uh, you will hear me next week on the next episode of Walnut Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. I love you. Bye.